Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Scotty Scheffler's favorite football podcast. I'm joined once again by my illustrious producer, Mike Fair. How's it going, Mike? Hey, guys. We're back. That's right. It is going great over here, Joe. I uh, I did see a Scotty tweet about us, and you know we have to give him a shout out after his massive Masters win. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Scotty Scheffler is the number one ranked golfer on the PGA Tour right now, and he just came off a massive victory, winning the Masters, basically the Super Bowl of golf. Mister Electric Scheffel, Scotty Scheffel. Electric Scheffel. There you go. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, that's really funny. Right before the show, I always have the person that I say it's their favorite podcast. And Mike recommended that I do Scotty Scheffler. And I was literally going to do that anyways as a surprise to Mike. I don't watch a whole lot of golf. I like golf. I like to play golf. Uh, I'm not good at it by any means, but I like to watch it. Now, I was actually tuned in and watched the end of the Masters this past week, I guess it was. And like I said, I don't watch a lot of golf, but I watch enough to know that that guy was playing out of his mind this last weekend. What did he finish? Negative minus 10, I think it was. I think he was at minus 12 and then he had like a two putt there at the end that kind of screwed everything up. But that was that was, that was was kind of fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah, no, uh, he was coming into the whole 18 and he I think he had like, he had to make like a, what would that be? Five strokes. So, he had to make a nine on, on hole 18 in order to tie second place. So, he had plenty of wiggle room to win that tournament, and yeah, he just decided to fall apart on the green there to close <laughs> it out. Um, but I, I mean, nerves were probably stupid high. No, it was epic, Joe. It was an epic tournament. I watched the Masters like every year. Rory was climb, climbing up, you know, shot eight under course record on the on the final day, so that was epic. Wow. But yeah, no, Mr. Scotty Scheffler out there just balling, Joe. You know, one day, one day, me and you will be there. You know, maybe <laughs> when we're 35, 40. Get some lessons. We'll be at the yeah. Masters. We'll be playing. We got time. We got time. I mean, listen, there's, you know, it's, is there not like in the, in, in golf tournaments, is there not like amateurs that also are in these, is the Masters like that too? Or, or is like yep. that a different, really? So like amateur people play in these tournaments. I think they're like college amateur, uh, amateurs. I don't, I would have to look it up on how they get selected, but uh, yeah, I think they get like four college amateurs. Uh, amateurs and whoever shoots the lowest score out of the four gets to come back I believe the next year dang yeah man we just have to enroll in college like J.R. Smith did uh, and yeah. then we play, play NCAA golf and then we'll, we'll just be in the masters a couple years from now I mean if J.R. Smith can botch a moment in the finals switch to golf and <laughs> you know potentially become pro I think anybody can <laughs> um so i mean hey there, there's still hope for us joe i just went and bought myself a new set of uh, titleist irons so oh my i'm already goodness. moving my way up there joe listen mike is a serious golfer for those of you guys that don't know me i'm 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 the kind of guy who you know i go and i lose a good handful of balls when i go and it's like take a couple mulligans here and there mike's not really like that he's he's kind of a he's kind of he's kind of a big deal when it comes to golf and it's a, it's a little intimidating it's true <laughs> I've uh I've the last two tournaments I've played and I've won six hundred dollars worth. So I mean, really, we're oh. out here. Yeah, we're out here balling. I've paid for a lot of my golf gear with that. So dang. Uh, yeah, no, golf goes hard. I mean, it's not always just me. I have usually it's like a scrambled tournament where you got teammates, but 
you know, we've been balling. Our team's just it's solid right now. There you go. Goodness. I've been I've been really thinking about getting more into golf this year because because um as my son like my son's not even a year old yet, but I'm just thinking of like hobbies that we can do in the future, like fun things we can do together. And I figure golf is like the perfect thing to just like I'm just a hobby to just have with your son. Um however I then I need to like keep my my myself in check because I, I get I, I'm a hyper competitive person you know and and the better I get at golf the few, I'm, I feel like the less fun I might have at golf because the more frustrated I'll get when I like shank one onto the road or something and then it's like you know I'm screaming and my son is crying and it's just a whole you know it's a whole ordeal gotcha yeah Joe I can I can tell you that that exact that's exactly what happens you spend so much time into into hitting a golf ball and you get out on the course and the the range work just doesn't uh uh, translate and i mean my wife and my daughter went today and it was like a whole one second shot chunked it hit the ball like i hit 14 feet behind the ball it felt like um and the ball went absolutely nowhere and i uh, i almost threw my club like i'm not one to get super angry but when you have everything figured out and then you go to the course and it just doesn't translate it is the most frustrating thing in the world no doubt no doubt i feel like yeah the more work you put in the more frustrating it frustrating it is and then like playing with friends like it's all fun until you guys start to take it a little bit seriously and then all of a sudden you're getting beat by one of your friends and it's like okay this is not that this is not that fun anymore i should have just worked a couple hours i mean i have a rule and yeah exactly i have a rule i'll bring drinks to the golf course if the fr- within the first two holes, if I'm striking the ball good, I'm feeling good, I'll play serious. Within the first two holes, if I'm striking the ball terrible, I'll just crack open some beers and enjoy the <laughs> e- afternoon. Like, there's just no point in getting frustrated at that point. It's just like, okay, it's just going to be a fun practice this round. We're just going to, you know, just have a good time. I feel like I could manage that. That, that, that I feel like is doable, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We do have a we do have a, a decent sized show for you guys today. We did take a, a week off just because scheduling stuff. We were uploaded. We were recording on Saturdays. We didn't want to record on Saturdays, so we're kind of now we're recording this on a Thursday, um, just to kind of get back in the swing of things. We kind of uh, took that week off to reset the schedule, and then I'm not. Sh- I think this episode will probably go up on Monday. I'm not sure. Um, it's Perfect. gonna. It's going to be a little again. I'm I'm taking over as the editor and 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 uh, producer of of the of the podcast, which is new. Uh, so it, you'll just have to bear with us in the next few weeks. But Mike, we have the NFL draft just around the corner, the 28th of this mm-hmm. month. Uh, we got two more episodes before the draft, so we're going to talk a little bit of draft today. Um, after we t- hit some news, uh, we're going to talk about some of our dream draft pick scenarios uh draft picks that we would love to see draft picks that are exciting uh draft picks that I, i've done this I've, if you're listening to this uh podcast uh the last two seasons this is the third draft uh season we've had with this podcast which is crazy if you listen to this podcast before uh, the last few years we've done the, i've done this uh segment before but now the first time i have mike uh mike uh what are your thoughts just before we get into the, anything, just the, the the draft as a whole. Uh, before we get into the news, uh, how much have you been paying uh, attention to the draft? Uh, do you have any thoughts on like the overall, just just you know, the overview of the drafts uh, this year in twenty twenty two? 
Yeah, Joe. Um, this year, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to the draft. Usually, years prior, the draft's pretty loaded. Either quarterback heavy or, you know, receiver heavy or whatever it is. Um, this year, just not. I'm not trying to knock the talent. There's plenty of talent there in the draft. But it, I feel like this year just hasn't been as, like, um, what would the word be? As televised, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's just not... Um, it's just it, for me. It seems like it's not as big this year, and you know that could very well be because of the massive offseason we've had when it came to free agency. That it just kind of overshadowed everything else that's going to happen this offseason. Um, so yeah, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to the draft, but I, you know I have some 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 picks of you know players I'd like to see go to certain teams um, to help certain needs. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I am super excited to be on here for the draft. Um, the draft is always something that's fun to watch. Even if you don't know anybody in the draft, just watching your team, you know, make selections and, you know, hope one day that they're, you know, big superstars as we saw Mac Jones last year with the Patriots, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, the, uh, I also, this was this year, usually the draft is like one of my favorite, t- like my favorite time of year, really. Um, this year has kind of been a little bit of a, a down year for me as far as the draft goes as well. I haven't paid like a ton of attention. I know the quarterbacks are not huge um, in this year's draft. Not that's not a, it's not like last year's draft class where there's like five or six quarterbacks that could go in the first round. Um, so that that definitely you know brings the entertainment value down a little bit. Um, but definitely, it's it's an interesting draft. I think there's still a ton of talent and a, and a ton of uh, good good players available. They're just, they're just at kind of different positions. Um, I think like the receiver position, I still I think has really really good players uh, in this draft and a lot of good corners and stuff. But yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting um, this draft as a whole to to to, to dive into it. And uh, this is the first we're going to talk about it on this podcast. So just kind of introducing our audience to uh, the 2022 NFL draft and a lot of the players in it. Um, so I definitely excited to talk about that and, you know, getting into like prepping for the podcast got me excited for the draft again. Like, like I said, wasn't like paying a ton of attention, but I was like doing little mock drafts here and there and like, and, and just like researching players and it, it gets me, it gets me fired up to, to, to get back into, into draft season. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, you know, um, basically anything, anytime, you know, you get past the Super Bowl and you just feel lonely and depressed. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you hear the free agency and the offseason and the draft. It just it gets you hyped for what's to come in uh, August and September. And it all starts here, Joe. Like, every, a, a lot of coaches will say, you know, the Super Bowl is won, won in, you know, March and April when uh, when when you, you make these big ac- 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 How do you say that word? Acquisitions? I, I, I think uh, acquis- acquisitions is correct. Okay, yeah, I was trying to go big there on the word and it almost fa- it failed on me. Anyway, you make these big, um, you take these big opportunities to to draft these players and you know pick up these players, and it just shapes your team. Um, it gets you, it gets you into into either playoff form or tank form. You know, if you if you if you if you make the correct choice, if you do your research, if you know you you did a lot of scouting and it all pays off. Um, we'll see you in February. We'll see you in January in the playoffs. You know, Super Bowl um, and if you're a team that just like I've said before, the New England Patriots, who just seem to struggle when it comes to draft times, like you'll you'll see that happen. You'll see that you know play into the season. But you know, like I said, it, it's a very exciting time. You know, just talking football again, um, getting ready for the draft. The draft's always fun, regardless. Like I said, if you know anybody or not, so I, I'm pumped. I can't wait for the next two weeks, Joe. What about you? 
All right, a little hard cut. Uh, sorry, we had some some audio issues, and the audio issues were completely my fault. Uh, I just discovered why last week's episode sounded a little bad, and this week's episode was sounding bad. Um, it's because it's beca- of Apple. It's because of Apple, exactly. It's because of Steve no. Jobs from the grave. Just kidding, guys. Um, no, it's because of my idiocy. I was recording the audio instead of through my expensive mic that I paid a ton of money for. The audio was being recorded through my headphones, my Apple headphone mic. So it was uh, it was just a complete mess. So Apple I apologize. Apple trying to take credit for everything, you know. Exactly. There they go again, trying to take credit for everything. But uh, they can gladly take care- credit for my stupidity. Um, but no, I, I apologize. I hope the audio is better now than it was before. I was wondering, I just noticed something was off, but I wasn't sure what it was. And now I finally figured it out. So this one's going to be a pain in the butt to, uh, to, um, edit, but you know, uh, <laughs> as if I'm not busy enough, but anyways, Mike, uh, we're both excited for the draft. I think that's what we were talking about last, but, yes. uh, before we get into the draft, why don't we talk a little bit of news that's going around um, in the NFL. And why don't we start things off uh, with a little bit of somber news. Uh, we never want to talk about stuff like this. Uh, you never want to, you, not that you don't want to, you know, talk about it, but you don't want to have to talk about it because it sucks that something like this happened. But this past weekend, um, Saturday on, uh, I believe it was April 9th, uh, Saturday morning, um, Dwayne Haskins, the backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, former first round pick, um, of the Washington football team. I believe they went by a different name when they picked him. Uh, but the, the the Washington Commanders now, formerly the, the 15th overall pick in the 2018 draft, uh, he actually passed away uh, this past Saturday after being struck by a, a truck on uh, while, well, I believe, trying to cross the highway, um, a busy highway, and he was, he was struck uh, and killed um, by a truck. Um, so just a, a very, very very sad news he was 24 years old um just i mean stunning shocking heartbreaking terrible news for a guy that you know looked like he was really trying to get his career you know back on the right path um you know he he was an incredible college uh football player one of the greatest college football players of all time uh, when it comes to the quarterback position, he was uh, unbelievable at Ohio State, and just you, you just hear tons of stories about how he was just trying to, you know, he was trying to get back to that starting position, trying to get back to just being a, being a, you know, the best teammate he could be, and it, it's so sad, Mike, to see uh, a guy cut down in his prime like this, just in a just a freak accident. Yeah, it, it's it's never fun talking about and mourning the loss of a. Uh of anyone really um especially such a young player joe he was our age you know 24 i believe he said or 25 mm-hmm. and you know he's born the he same just, year as us yeah, yeah i believe he had just got done practicing with teammates um yeah. and then you know you see the chase claypool video of him just breaking down and the day before talking to Najee harris and just having a you know just a good time and you know it just puts things in perspective into perspective that you know time here on earth is very very valuable because there's not a whole lot of time there um mm-hmm. you know you can't always plan for a living for eternity because that'll never happen um yeah. but you know you just gotta love every moment like it's your last and you know thoughts and prayers to his family but yeah it is it's devastating when when you know he he did struggle in the nfl but 
you know, he, you could tell, yeah, like you said, he was, he was trying to, you know, come back and become a starter again. He was very young. He had plenty of, plenty of time, um, up to this point, you know, to, to, to try and get a starting job back and just absolutely heart wrenching that, um, that his life was taken so early on, you know, Joe. Yeah. And it's, you know, he was a, a husband and, 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 you know, a brother and, and a son and, and, you know, his wife had a, had a really great statement that uh, I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers posted, uh, on Twitter. So, uh, I would, I would highly recommend, uh, uh going and, and reading that and it just gives you kind of a, kind of perspective onto, uh, onto the person that is Dwayne Haskins. Cause we, we do this podcast and, 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 and we are constantly, you know, um, in this football world, uh, talking, um, you know, football, and, and and we often forget the human aspect of of these players. You know, they're they're real people, and they're not, you know, these superhumans. They're not these, you know, um, you know, uh, superheroes or 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 uh, you know, fairy tales. They're they're real guys, and they they have real families and. And, um, you know, they're, they're not invincible and, and things like this can happen to anybody. And like you said, yeah, life is so short. Um, and I have no doubt that Dwayne Haskins, you know, he, he lived, uh, an incredible life and I think he lived his life, uh, to the fullest. You know, he, like I said, he was just an incredible draft prospect, uh, one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. And I don't know if you saw that video of him as a kid visiting Ohio state, uh, and then saying, and he was just a little kid where he's wearing Ohio state, uh, uniform and he's saying i'm gonna go to college here and then he ends up going to college there and he puts up the greatest passing season in the history of that university and uh he finishes third in the heisman uh vote behind tua and and, and kyler murray and and just you know just incredible just an incredible uh person and you know i didn't obviously we didn't know him personally but it's, it is heartbreaking to see something like that happen and, and thoughts and prayers to his family and and, and the whole you know all his teammates and his friends and it's just it sucks to have to talk about to talk about something like this yeah no um i did see the clip joe and you know it it just sucks like you know such a young player so much talent never really got to show it and that's the part that blows like you know of course the passing sucks you know losing loved one you know family mother uh family member but you know all the unseen potential yeah um, all the, all the, you know, expectations that, you know, could have been, um, just absolutely, yeah. absolutely just heartbreaking. Because of a freak accident as well. And, yeah. you know, nothing really, nothing like, you know, it wasn't a guy who went out there and, you know, drank himself to death or, or you know, overdosed despite what yeah. guilt, stupid Gil Brandt wants to say about, I don't know if you saw Gil Brandt, the 90 year old guy basically saying, stuff like on the radio how this guy was living to die or whatever like that's just he died in a freak accident and and it's just it's so disappointing like you know he, he yeah all the untapped potential not only just as a football player you know because that's secondary obviously to the human aspect but just yeah as as a person 24 years old he had a whole life to live he had you know kids to have and and, and all that so just definitely thoughts and prayers to the whole haskins family and, and everybody yeah. involved and and um, yeah, just just definitely a very heartbreaking uh, story. But with that, we'll, we'll we'll try to pivot onto other things. It's it's tough, but we'll try to pivot onto the onto the rest of the news real quick uh, before getting into the draft. Um, and first up, 
We have a couple of contract extensions for wide receivers. We got Stefan Diggs signing a four-year, $104 million uh, extension to keep him in Buffalo for uh, at least six more seasons. He's now making $26 million per year, top five in the NFL as far as receiver uh, earnings. Um, and then you have Brandon Cooks also signs a two-year, $39.6 million extension, about $19.8 million per year. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts overall on, on either one of these extensions or both of these extensions or, or you know, either one of these receivers? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on these two extensions, these two receivers, and, and how this affects or helps uh, their teams going forward? Well, you know, for both teams, it's a massive help just because it's their number one guys, basically. Um, Brandon Cooks has been, you know, he's been a pretty elite receiver uh, for the past, you know, years with the Texans, uh, Pats. Don't know if he did a whole lot with the Rams, but um, go back to his uh, Saints days. You know, he was massive with the Saints. So, you know, Texans keeping him is great. Um, I don't know who their starting quarterback will be next year. If it's Davis Mills, you know, he'll be game to get his number one guy back. And then we move on to, you know, um, Stephon Diggs. I mean, massive, massive contract there. And, you know, I know Josh Allen, I guarantee he loves seeing that. You know, he's got his number one guy and they're ready to run it back in the in the East. And, you know, Diggs is, you know, a very talented receiver. So I believe that money was well-deserved. You know, his time in Minnesota um, killed it. His time in Buffalo has done absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, no, just... Absolutely, absolutely deserve well deserved. I got I got something for you, Joe. I I read a report that Debo Samuel's apparently wanting an extension of up to twenty five million dollars a year. Yeah. I don't know. I believe I saw a report that he might be willing to sit out if he doesn't get it. Yeah, that's uh, I, I've I've seen like that's quietly been a storyline at the I feel like not a lot of like the main outlets are talking about it, but Debo Samuel, yeah, wants a contract extension up to twenty five million dollars per year. So that'd be uh, around what Stefan Diggs is making. Yep. That's tough. It's a tough situation because if you if you look at Debo Samuel, uh, you know, he had an obviously unbelievable year last year. Um, but, you know, before that, struggled to stay healthy throughout his career. And, you know, it's tough. If you have a really good receiver on your team right now, it's really tough because the receiver market is absolutely exploding in the NFL. And it's because guys like Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams. And I'm surprised Stephon Diggs honestly didn't get more. I think that shows that he he wanted to be in Buffalo. So, yeah, it's, it's a tricky situation if you have an elite receiver. And we're seeing different teams do different things. Like we're seeing the Green Bay Packers and, and the Kansas City Chiefs saying, okay, we're not going to pay these receivers. It's too much money but then you're seeing teams like the dolphins and the raiders and you know the bills and they're saying these guys are worth it these are elite receivers um you know and, and i'm it's in, it's going to be interesting to see who's who's right in the end like do you pay these receivers 30 mil well, like borderline 30 million dollars a year or do you go to the draft like what we're going to talk about later and where it seems like you can find receivers you know a dime a dozen in the nfl draft um yeah it's it's an interesting it's definitely an interesting thing uh, to to talk about, but as as far as Stephon Diggs and Brandon Cooks, yeah, it's Stephon Diggs, super key re-signing. I, I think he's so big to what the the Bills do. Him and Josh Allen, their their connection is massive. Um, and Brandon Cooks, quietly one of the most underrated receivers I think in the NFL. I mean, this guy just gets a thousand yards every single season. It doesn't matter which team he's on. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Cooks is it definitely much deserved. There's a lot of rumors about him potentially being traded. 
which would have been like the fourth time he he had been traded in his career. So they save him. Yeah, they save him from doing that. That guy is just Mr. Consistency. Um, he's just a really good receiver. I think he would have been really good on whatever team would have traded for him, but now he's going to be, you know, good on a, a rebuilding Texans team. I guess the Texans got to keep some people on that roster, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. You know, and if they don't resign him, Joe, we probably have to deal with someone trying to sit out, you know, for, until they get their money. And they've already dealt with that enough with the Sean Watson. So they were probably like, no, we're going to pay the dude. We're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, don't want to deal with that anymore. But yeah, I definitely, the Debo Samuel is definitely an interesting situation uh to keep an eye on as well and i'm sure we'll have to talk uh, a little bit more uh, about that when when that kind of comes to a head in the future uh but another contract extension Derek carr for the las vegas raiders the quarterback uh gets a a brand new extension as well he gets he signs a three-year 121 million dollar extension through 2025 with 40.5 million dollars guaranteed um this was i expected this to happen this was there there was a lot of uh reporting that this was going to happen um and then it did and it makes sense to me you know you brought in Devonte adams you brought in his his college teammate it makes sense just bring back Derek carr i like Derek carr i think he's underrated i think he's a good quarterback um i'm definitely intrigued to see you know what this Raiders team will be going into this in, into this season, like what the expectations are, like what do you what what are your expectations for uh, this Raiders team? How they look in their division? How they look as a team? Like, should we expect them to make the playoffs again, or like, you know, what should we be expecting out of out of this Las Vegas Raiders team now with Derek Carr under contract for a few more years? Yeah, no, it it sucks because of the division they're in, Joe. Um, it's going to be tough. But the Raiders are no sleeper, you know, adding, you know, Chandler Jones on the defense, Max Crosby gets re-signed, Derek Carr gets re-signed, adding Devonta Adams on the offense to go along with um, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Like, this Raiders team is easily, easily capable of a playoff run and not just a playoff run, like a deep playoff run. Um, Derek Carr, I believe, is now making top five quarterback money. And I think it's time for him to to continue to prove that he is a top quarterback in this league. Like a lot of people doubt Derek Carr, but he silently puts up, you know, big numbers. Um, I'm a big Derek Carr fan, and I think getting Devonta Adams is going to absolutely help that offense. And, you know, he might just become a, he, it might help him take that next step. So I think re-signing him or, you know, extending him for another three years was definitely the best decision to make. Um, that way they don't fall into the 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 trap of not having a quarterback. You know, you always need a uh, a quarterback, especially a quarterback with the consistency of Derek Carr. Like he's been playing good football basically his entire career. I know he mm-hmm. struggled there for a year or two, but lately he's been you know he's been on fire. And like I said, building that team around him. I mean, the Raiders are easily a two seed at worst in that division. Um, I would say you know you got the Chargers, the Raiders. And then it's a toss-up between the Broncos and Chiefs for number three. Oh, oh wow! Okay, all right. That's that's a that's a hot take right there. I, to me, that whole division is still a complete mess, and I I feel mm-hmm. like I need to I need to go the rest of the off season before before making any more predictions on on how that division turns out. Like, let me is, let me let me rephrase. The reason I'm going to rank it that way is if you look, the Chargers I feel like made the biggest, if not some of the mm-hmm. best, um, uh, acquisitions in the off season. The Raiders would be number two. And then the Broncos, don't get me wrong, they got Russell Wilson, but is Russell Wilson alone enough to get you to a Super Bowl? I don't know. And the Chiefs really haven't done a whole lot. So I kind of just ranked them based off of what they were doing in the offseason. That's not like I think that the Chargers are 
by far the best team in the division. I just, with what they've gotten in the offseason, I would put them there. No, that makes sense. I, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, like I said, yeah, I, I still think the Chiefs are, are, I think people are underestimating them a, li- a little bit. I know you're a Chiefs hater, so, you know, you got to go out there and, and put, the, <laughs> put the hate on the Chiefs. But uh, no, I, Derek, as far as Derek Carr goes, yeah, I think he's a, He's a he's a, a, a you know good like baseline quarterback like he's not gonna wow like he's not gonna have like an MVP season although he almost did like in 2016 I think it was you know he's he's just a consistent guy and I think that that can be underappreciated at times uh, he did have some throws like like this this past season watching him in in the playoffs him playing against Joe Burrow I remember he had some really nice throws in that game and i think the game against the chargers too to get them into the playoffs i just was watching uh derek carr I was like this guy's good like this guy's really really talented he's got a great arm and i'm definitely curious to see uh how things go with with the raiders um this upcoming season see uh just how far he can take them and and you know how if they can continue to build around him uh but yeah we'll get the chance to see that the coming years as he signs this brand new uh extension uh speaking of quarterbacks with extensions or not with extensions or uh you know looking for extensions kyler murray uh back in the news again as just today recording this on a thursday again um like i said before uh news comes out kyler murray has not received a single contract offer he's in he's going into the fourth year in of his career if i'm not mistaken uh he's looking for a new contract uh apparently you know, I just saw reports that he's looking for somewhere from like 40 to $50 million per year, which is elite quarterback money. Um, he apparently has not received a single offer from the Arizona Cardinals. And he has, him and his agent have apparently made it quite clear that Kyler Murray does not intend to play for the Arizona Cardinals without uh, a new contract. So this kind of throws a wrench in things a little bit, Mike. Um Kyle, yeah, what are your thoughts on Kyler Murray? Do you think that's warranted that he's demanding this contract? Do you think that he's, you know, earned a, a, a top-tier quarterback contract? And and do you think that he's going to play uh, with the Arizona Cardinals in the future? Or is this... Um, oh, I think Mike just cut out. So now I'm just basically asking myself a question. But I'll, I'll just get to talking a little bit about uh, Kyler Murray of course, having some technical difficulties. Mike, Mike, can you hear me? I can hear you, Joe. Okay. All right. Uh, I was just um, just asking you uh, about Kyler Murray. Do you think that him? Uh, can, do you think that him asking for this contract is warranted? Do you think that he'll get the contract? Do you think that uh, he, you know, he's going to be a member of the Cardinals week one uh, of the twenty twenty two NFL season? Well, it depends. Are we talking uh, first half of the season, Kyler Murray, or second half of the season, Kyler Murray? Because <laughs> oh, that's it seems fair. Like every season in the beginning, you know, the first six to eight games, Kyler Murray is MVP level. Kyler Murray, you know, best quarterback in the league, Kyler Murray. And then we get into crunch time when the games matter, and where's Kyler Murray? He's on the bench pouting. You know, perfect yep. clip is, I believe Cardinals are talking. Or I mean, Cardinals are playing the Rams. And it was Monday Night Football, uh, Manning cast, and you hear Peyton Manning and Eli and Russell Wilson talking about, you know, what Kyler needs to do. You know, they're down 10 in the fourth quarter, something like that. 
Like, what, what do they need to do? And Russell Wilson's like, well, if, I, if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm running up and down the sideline saying, you know, this game's in reach. We can do this, you know, hyping the guys up. And uh, right at that moment, it pans <laughs> to Kyler Murray. And he's literally sitting there with the most like, I am over it face. Yes. Um, and that's not what you need out of your quarterback. You need a leader. Like down 14 points with seven minutes to go. You need to be up there like, hey, guys, just one drive at a time. We can make this happen. You don't need to be sitting there on a bench pouting. I think yeah. this contract extension, in my eyes, he hasn't proven a whole lot other than he can play football for the first eight games of the season. <laughs> um, if I'm a player, of course, I want a contract extension. But, I mean, if I'm Kyler Murray, you hope for a contract extension, but then you go out and you you, pr- you prove that you deserve it. Don't sit on the bench based off what you've done because, I mean, Le'Veon Bell you know, sat on the bench because he thought you know he was worth so much money and his career completely fell off after that. And I would hate to yeah. see, you know, Kyler Murray go through the same thing. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing and this is just part of the NFL now. The NFL's changing, you know, player empowerment is becoming a a bigger deal um and, and a bigger thing and we're just going to continue to see this throughout the NFL as players, you know, sitting until they get that new contract. Um Kyler Murray, I I agree with you in the fact that <clears throat> I don't think he is I don't think that he's completely proven that he like I don't think he deserves um I don't think that he deserves elite quarterback money. I don't think that he deserves like Patrick Mahomes money. And again, I, I who am I to say what he deserves and what he doesn't deserve? You know, you're you're worth what people will pay you. But um you know, has he proven to be an elite quarterback the same way that Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes? Not really. He's played really well, like like Micah said, through the first half of seasons. But I definitely think that there's still some to be desired there. That being said, I think that if all of a sudden this comes to a head, uh, I think teams will be lining up all the way to Arizona to, to trade for Kyler Murray because I think he's got talent like... You can't find, you know, in the draft or, or or wherever. I think he's one of the more more talented quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. And listen, uh, my my team, the Dolphins. Listen, if Kyler Murray's available, uh, I'll fly to uh, to Arizona. Honestly, I'll, I'll do it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I, I so I'm gonna support Tua this season. But uh, come on, if Kyler Murray's available, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll do a road trip with Tua, send him to Arizona, and and we they can swap number one jerseys. Joe, I gotta ask you a question. Would you rather have Kyler Murray on the Dolphins and start off seven and eight or eight and zero, you know, playoff bound, and then completely collapse, go to the playoffs and collapse in the first game, or have Tua play like absolute dog water for eight games, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the Dolphins go on this run and nearly make the playoffs or make the playoffs? Who knows what happens? I, yeah. dude, I, I mean, I'm sticking with Tua. You know, it's, both I'll take, those I'm sound t- miserable. Yeah, I'll take that uh, <laughs> that late season run. You know, Kyler Murray has yet to show me that he can do anything in the playoffs and anything past the tenth game of the regular season. Um, plus, he's been he, was, he had a lot of he had the injuries last year, the ankle injuries uh, that that kept him out for you know a good while. So, what well, you know, yeah. health concerns injuries have is, been an issue uh, for him. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see if he does decide to sit. Though I don't think that'd be the right decision. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a weird situation. I think that he still got stuff to prove, but uh, he obviously feels like he doesn't. Uh, but we still got stuff to prove in this episode. Uh, I think that wraps up the news, Mike. Unless you got anything oh, else? Oh, one more. On, one oh, more. I'll did just I miss quickly something? talk about it. You missed one thing. 
Um, and that is the Packers signing Sammy Watkins Shoot. to a deal one yes. year up to four million. Aaron Rodgers gets his number one receiver. He's always wanted, you know, the big name guy. Yes, that's just gonna go out and get every, you know, get every catch. So kudos to Aaron for finally getting his wish. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. That's the, that's a live look into the Green Bay Packers organization. We got him, Sammy Watkins, baby. Aaron uh, Rodgers yeah. doing the discount double check, baby. <laughs> He finally got his number one wideout. Forget Devontae Adams. Forget Tyreek Hill. Forget all these guys. He got Sammy Watkins, baby. Super Bowl winning Sammy Watkins. See, that's right. Super Bowl winning? Who did he? Oh, yeah. He won the Super Bowl with the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Duh. I totally forgot Sammy Watkins was on the Chiefs. Darn. That was not that long ago. What the heck? Joe, he's a Super Bowl champ. How can you forget it? Dude, he actually low-key played really, really good in that Super yeah. Bowl. He had Burnt some, Richard he, Sherman. Yes. He burnt the pants off Richard Sherman in that game. Dang. I totally forgot about that. No, but in all seriousness, Sammy Watkins is a, is a good, he's a, he's yep. a serviceable receiver. Um, good number two. He instantly, yeah, he's a pro, he's probably the instant, I think not probably, he definitely becomes at least the number two there uh, in Green Bay. And I think all this does, this listen, this is not, I hope, rule them out of taking a receiver in the first round at all. Uh, but if anything, now they don't have to take two in the first round, like a lot of people are saying. Now you can go defense or offensive line with that second pick. But definitely be interesting to see what they do in the draft. They they still have to get a receiver, right? You would you would think so, but with the way the Packers are after re-signing Aaron Rodgers, they're probably like, well, he can't talk, you know, smack and leave us now. We got him under contract, so let's go get a offense lineman, defense lineman. We don't need another receiver. Randall Cobb, Tammy Watkins, we're Super Bowl bound. Um, they're just gonna they're just gonna package their two first round picks to trade up and get and draft Malik Willis. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, could you do Jordan Love, <laughs> Malik Willis, and Aaron Rodgers? What a stack team! This <laughs> the all the best quarterback trio in the NFL. Dude, the baby. 2016 Pats we're running with three quarterbacks. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Step aside, Jimmy G, Jacoby Brissett, and and Tom Brady. We got a new quarterback trio the most useless position to have three good players at uh that's phenomenal no that that should be interesting but i i think that's a perfect transition into the draft uh draft picks that we'd like to see this upcoming draft uh mike uh i don't do you want to start it off or, or do you want me to start it off what, what, what oh do you dude think? absolutely i got you man so um, these are these are picks these are picks that we would like to see like certain players going to certain teams yep. um and i did mine kind of realistic like real i don't know how 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 realistic yours are but I, I try to keep like and if they're not that's totally fine but i try to keep mine somewhat within reason you know some of them maybe you'd need to trade up to get these players but i, I don't know how you approached it um i i try to get it as close as what we might see in a draft um you know i'm no draft expert so i could be i could be horribly wrong um, but one pick I'd like to see Joe is, uh, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers do not have a starting quarterback in my eyes. Okay. Um, you know, they got DJ Moore and Christian, Mc Christian McCaffrey, their defense isn't bad. I think they should go after, uh, Stefan Gilmore and re-sign him. Um, but I would like to see Kenny Pickett quarterback out of Pittsburgh. Okay. Man. Um, you know, six foot three, 217 pound quarterback, you tiny you know, hands Pickett, tiny hand. Hey, we got <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, who's just a short, um, short guy in the running back, and then you're gonna have a quarterback with short hands. I mean, <laughs> short hands. Uh, I mean, what what's not to love there? 
Um, you know, unless they're in the market for like Baker Mayfield, who I think is getting, I mean, drugged through the mud for I don't know what <laughs> oh reason. Oh my goodness. Um, but you know, why not go after a young quarterback to maybe? Oh, I don't even want to say sit behind Sam Darnold because you don't want to learn from Sam Darnold. <laughs> that guy just sees ghosts all the time. Um, I think go out, get you a quarterback, and just throw him in because you cannot be worse than what you have behind Cam Newton and and Sam Darnold. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Cam Newton fan, but he did not play well last year at all. So go get you your guy. You know, you know, uh, you know, flip this team around. Get you a good leader on the offense. He mm-hmm. might have small hands, but he has a big heart. <laughs> there you go. Can he pick it? I, I don't know about the vibes of uh, of having a quarterback named Pickett. I feel like that just is setting oh, yourself okay. up for for, dis- for disaster, especially in Carolina. Um, but no, I'm just, I'm kidding. Uh, I think a lot of people think that uh, Kenny Pickett is like the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft class. Like he's, he's the guy who should be, you know, ready to go. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Carolina take Kenny Pickett. Um, I think they're desperate. Their owner, David Tepper, is getting desperate for a quarterback and definitely would not be surprised to see that. But that's a good one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the quarterback theme. I have a quarterback as well. Um, and it's the quarterback that we just talked about, the Green Bay Packers potentially taking. Um, but I'm going to go with Malik Willis, um, who's you know one of the most intriguing prospects in this draft class. Just a ton of tools, just an, a cannon for an arm, uh, you know, can run the ball, run the heck out of the ball. Like he's a running back with the ball in his hands. I'm going to say Malik Willis getting drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, to me, if you've listened to this podcast at all, any of the draft podcasts, I have been pounding the table for the last three years for the Minnesota Vikings. Go and get a quarterback. Go get a quarterback. Okay. Listen, Kirk Cousins is fine. I understand. Go get a quarterback that you that can elevate, you know, this offense. Kirk Cousins can't take you to the playoffs with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and the reason I I chose Malik Willis to go here is I think Malik Willis is the most talented quarterback in this draft class. But a lot of people say he's he's very raw. You know, he he's not quite NFL ready. He's he hasn't quite figured out you know the nuances of the game. But what better situation than have Malik Willis come in, sit a couple years? You can sit one, maybe even two years behind Kirk Cousins. And then when Kirk Cousins finally stops making guaranteed money for the Minnesota Vikings, you bring him in and you immediately have him surrounded with talent. I know in two or three years, maybe Adam Thielen's not there, but you still have Justin Jefferson. Um, they have a couple of other younger receivers that are good. Irv Smith is a good tight end. Dalvin Cook. like like I just think bringing Malik Willis into a team that has established weapons and has like an established quarterback that you can sit behind, I think that is the perfect perfect situation for Malik Willis and I think Minnesota or like a place like Pittsburgh where he doesn't have to start right away I think that's the perfect situation for Malik Willis yeah Joe I could you know I I have you know Malik Willis on here as well and one of the places I was thinking of sending him um, was uh, the Vikings no Um, way you I think he broke that down very well and you know I couldn't agree more I think the Vikings need and got better hopefully better coaching they were so they were like eight games away from you know being in the playoffs because they had so many games they lost by like one or two three points. Yeah. Um, and you know Kirk Cousins as well as he has played, 
I don't think he's like a game changer, more of a game manager. Like he'll get you your stats, but you know, he's not going to take control of the game like a Josh Allen and a, and a Pat Mahomes. So maybe go get you a quarterback. Um, maybe just sit on the bench for a year, you know, learn behind Kirk Cousins and, you know, maybe he mm-hmm. can be your next guy. Um, I think, yeah, yeah I think and- that's a, that's a, it's a perfect pick, Joe. I'm going to go with um, the Eagles as my next team. Okay. And they're going to grab Jamison Williams, a uh, okay. wide receiver out of Alabama to line up against his former Alabama uh, teammate. Um, uh, oh, I, I lost my train of thought there. Six foot two, uh, 180 pound wide receiver. Nothing massive, but you know, you don't need to be big to absolutely destroy with, uh, with speed and route running as we've seen with Tyreek Hill. And this man knows how to route run, Joe. This man is just a beast uh, with his feet. I think that Devontae Smith and James Williams could really help um, Justin Fields um, outside of Miles Sanders. You know, when we saw the the Eagles really take off last year, it was when they got the run game going. And how about we throw in another receiver in the mix to give Justin Fields someone to throw the ball to outside of Devontae Smith? I think I the Eagles say, go receiver. I just want to say, think, you're, you're say you're saying Justin Fields. I just want to correct you. Jalen oh, Hurts. Oh no, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I had Jalen Hurts in my mind the whole time, Joe. I appreciate you, know, you calling I, me out on that. I, I mean, no, even, I totally, <laughs> I totally understand. I just, I have a, I have a friend, Joel. He's a big, he's a big Eagles fan. So if he's oh, listening to this podcast, he is going to roast gonna, you if he hears you saying Justin Fields. You, you know what the worst part is? I'm literally looking at like the Eagles uh, depth chart. And I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. And, <laughs> and like in my mind, I was saying Jalen Hurts. I mean, let me just rephrase. Yeah. Who like who not better than to get, you know, another receiver from Alabama to line up against uh line up beside uh Devontae Smith, you know, have Jalen Hurts um there throwing you go. him the football, Miles Sanders in the backfield. I mean, get that offense going. I feel like their defense is fine for the moment being. You know, maybe get some defensive players in the second, third round play uh pick. Uh, but no, I think I think get you another receiver who's fast, who who's good with his feet, um, good ball catching skills. Second, I believe in receivers in the draft uh, ranking mm-hmm. wise. So yeah, go get yeah. your receiver to help that offense because that's what we saw struggle the most against uh, the Bucks in the playoffs. Yeah, the, they're turning into the Philadelphia Crimson Tide with uh, with Devonte Smith. Uh, Jamison Williams and and Jalen Hurts played for yeah uh, the, the for for Bama as well before going to Oklahoma. So you just reunite all those guys together. I mean, I don't think Jamison Williams actually played with the other two guys, but that definitely uh, definitely makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I actually had Jamison Williams as one of my picks as well. I had him going oh. to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, okay. Um, we just talked about the Packers again. Go get a receiver. Uh, I, I, there's a good chance he doesn't make it down to the Packers picks. Maybe they'd have to trade up to get him. I think the only way that he makes it is because he got injured. I think he tore his ACL. Uh, okay. In Yeah, he tore his ACL in the championship game, I believe it was. Um, but a lot of people, I think you said he was a number two. I think Drake London is usually yeah, is a number one for a lot of people. Yeah. Or Garrett Wilson. Um, but... Uh, a lot of I think a lot of people think that with without the injuries, Jamison Williams would be the best uh, receiver in this draft class, and just he is a deep threat. And I think you talked about his speed, and and that's an element that this Packers team hasn't really had. Even with Devontae Adams, he was never a speed guy. He was never a down the field type of guy. So just bringing in uh, him to to uh, to be that down the field threat, make big plays, 
And then you have Sammy Watkins, who's now on that team, and he's really quick as well. It's a lot of speed matched with Alan Lazard, who's more of an underneath receiver. But, you know, definitely um, I would love to see... I mean, I think Jameson Williams is going to be really good. You have him going to the Eagles. I had him going to the Packers. Uh, but for my one of my next picks, and this is a, a little-known player. Not a whole lot of people have maybe heard of this guy, but it's Aiden Hutchinson. Um mm. You know, the number one prospect in this draft class. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's projected to go number one overall by a lot of people. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a huge Michigan fan. Well, I, okay, I won't say huge Michigan fan. I don't know if I deserve that title, but I'm a, I'm a Michigan fan. I loved watching him and David Ajabo tear up college football this past season. Love Aiden Hutchinson. And my ideal dream scenario for Aiden Hutchinson is to see him go to the Detroit Lions with the number two pick in the 2020 NFL draft. A lot of people projecting him to go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. No thanks. I want to see him go to the Detroit Lions. You know, he's from Michigan. He's born and raised in Michigan. He went to school, University of Michigan. What better place to go for your pro career than Detroit, Michigan and go play for Motor City Dan and the, the Detroit Lions, I wish people could see Mike's face when I said Motor City Dan is getting fired up. I just think that Aiden Hutchinson, man, this guy is unreal. He's a, he's a phenomenal prospect. Um, just, you know, a, a great edge rusher. And he plays with like a tenacity and a love for the game. I feel like he would fit in so well in Detroit. To me, this, this pick gets me so much, like almost the most excited out of all these dream scenarios. Just to see him, you know, go to Detroit, a team that I, I love where they're going in the future. And, and just, you know, I feel like he fits the Detroit Lions 100%. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, Joe. You know, you got you got to love what Motor City Dan's doing over there. Um, they got the number two overall pick, and I believe the number 32 overall pick. So I really hope that the Lions can get it figured out, um, get, some, get some good players. Um, I really want to see the Lions succeed, especially in Hard Knocks. Um, you know, we got the Hard Knocks mm-hmm. coming up. I'm, I'm excited to watch that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, I know you had already talked about Malik Willis, Willis, um, but that brings me to my next pick, Joe. I have Malik Willis going to the New York giants. I, uh, Whoa. I do not think, I don't think Daniel Jones is the, is the answer. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is the answer. Um, you know, giants got the number what five overall pick the number seven overall pick. So if they take Willis at five, they can take whoever else they're wanting two picks later. Um, so I think I think it's time to move on from Daniel Jones. He has proven year in and year out that he is just. Oh wow! I got a video going on my computer here. Hold on one second. <laughs> um, uh, he has just proven year in and year out that he just can't get it done. Like we see, he's he's very much like a Tua esque player where you see the the plays that you're like, wow, like this is this is the guy we got, you know. This is why we went and yeah. got him. And then two plays later, he's throwing the ball backwards or just throwing it, <laughs> you know, a pick to a defensive lineman because it's just the man is so um, hot and cold. So I think it's time for them to move on. And why not go and get you, I believe, the the top quarterback in the draft um, in Malik Willis, Joe. Absolutely. That makes sense. Listen, and, you know, he's a guy who's raw and he could make a bunch of dumb mistakes as well. But you got Brian Dayball there. 
the new head coach of the of the uh, the um, New York Giants. And he, you saw what he did with the athleticism of Josh Allen. You bring in a super athletic guy like Malik Willis, makes a ton of sense. I think that would be a stunner to see them go out uh, and 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 pick up a quarterback. Um, but definitely interesting to see. I'm all for chaos. Um, and another pick that I have is actually a tight end. This is the first one. You know, this this is not a first round pick. So this is diving a little deep oh, for okay. you guys. Okay. okay? I don't know a ton of, you know, I'm not a huge draft head, but, you know, we're going a little deeper. I got a tight end and it's Trey McBride. A lot of people think that he is the, the uh, he's the best tight end in this draft class. Pro Football Focus compares him to Dallas Goddard, who I think is one oh, of the okay. better tight ends in the NFL. So, listen, a good player. I have um, Trey McBride going to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, oh, they're a team. Listen, they brought in Matt Ryan. They need more weapons. Uh, they, their first pick is the 42nd pick. So listen, a lot of the good receivers are going to be off the board at that point. That's I a think good it point, is, Joe. It is a, a deep receiver class, but you know, a lot of the big guys I think are going to get picked in the in the first round. Uh, all they have a tight end right now, basically, is Mo Ali Cox, who's a, who's a decent player. I think. Having that solid, like, you know, safety blanket of a tight end is so important, even f- like, especially for these veteran quarterbacks as they get a little bit older and not so mobile. I think bringing in Trey McBride and then, you know, maybe picking up a receiver later in the draft or, or picking up Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry or Julio Jones, one of these free agent wide receivers. I just think that, that that's a, I think that would be a, a dream scenario for the Indianapolis Colts, in my opinion. No, that's a good point, Joe. I don't think the Colts have really had a steady tight end um, other than Jack Doyle there for a while. Yeah. Well, and he's not a big-name tight end either. I think, that's a, I think that's a great pick after picking up Matt Ryan. You always need your tight end. You always need your go-to guy if your receivers ain't open. Um, And, you know, like you mentioned about Odell, I saw he had surgery. And, you know, apparently he repaired a, something in his one of his tendons uh, that they didn't fix properly last time. So this could extend his career. So I would love to see him go to the Colts. Um and then yeah go get you a tight end go get you something that you're missing on the offense their defense was great last year with Darius Leonard um you know leading the way so you know you got T Y Hilton you got Michael Pittman um go get you a big tight end you know you got Jonathan Taylor you got your quarterback and Matt Ryan hopefully all you're really missing is that tight end position Joe I think that's a great pick um which, thank you which kind of, <laughs> yeah. Which which leads me to what is my final, I guess, pick I have. Um, I thought I had another one, but I realized I just screenshotted the same picture twice on accident. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got wide receiver um, Drake London from okay. USC. Uh, pretty big boy, 220, six foot four. I got All either right. the Packers or the Patriots trading up to get this pick. Okay. Uh, both teams are in dire need, which actually Patriots got Devontae Parker, which hopefully that works out, but... Who, you know, nothing like Bill Belichick to go and get 17 receivers and then cut half of them before the season starts. <laughs> um, so trade up, get you a big guy, you know, who will go up and get the ball. Um, like we talked about with the Packers, they are in dire need of a number one overall number one overall receiver. After losing Devonta Adams, I know they got Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. Um, but Aaron Rodgers needs this guy, and he's been shouting for it for the past couple seasons that they want a number one overall overall wide receiver and the Patriots after getting Devontae Parker might have that ship might have sailed but you know there's been a lot of talk that they are wanting to go wide receiver in the first round um so why not 
trade up, try to get try to get a a big guy for Mac Jones, your second year quarterback to throw up to. Um, because yeah, I think the defense on the Pats is shaping up pretty well. Um, we're one or two picks away from having a solid top ten defense. So let's get that offense rolling to where we can put up forty plus points a game. All right, there you go, Drake London to the Patriots. Uh, just a quick question: Who would you rather have him go to, the Patriots or the Packers? <laughs> well, I'll say Packers just for the fact of really we got okay. Thought- just for the fact that we got Devonte Parker, and I would hate to see like the Pats release another one of their good receivers just because they got you know a draft pick. Like I think their receiving core is pretty pretty good right now. No big massive names, but I think that they'll they'll fit Mac Jones very well. Um, behind Kendrick Bourne and uh, Jacoby Myers, um, Nelson Aglahor and uh, Devontae <laughs> Parker. So I think I think our receivers are fine. So I think the Packers I think the Packers need him more than the Pats do. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, I do wonder if the Packers will like you know use their two picks to trade up and get like one of these top tier receivers. And same with like teams like the Saints now have like two first round picks. Like who's going to trade up? Who's going to trade down? Definitely an intriguing thing. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that'll be an interesting pick. I'm interested to see where Drake London goes. I think he has the ability to be a number one receiver. I got two quick ones here before we wrap up the show. Two defensive backs. Uh, okay. I got first one, Derek Stingley Jr. I don't know if you've heard Ooh, much about... I saw that. I saw him. Okay. Derek Stingley Jr., uh, had one of the greatest freshman seasons in the history of college football for a cornerback. And the last two seasons, injuries and, and lack of motivation, you know, hasn't really been there. Um, but Derek Stingley going, and listen, this would have to be a trade-up scenario. This would have to be the team trading up because there's no way he's falling to the 31st overall pick. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals going and getting Ooh. Derek Stingley Jr., from where? LSU. And who else went to LSU? Uh, you know, Tyron Joe Shiesty. Oh, Tyron Matthew. And Tyron Matthew as well. Tyron Matthew. No, I'm just Joe Shiesty. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure. Jamar Chase. Um, Jamar. I thought you were being serious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tyron Matthew. I was like, he's not on the team, Mike, but that's, that's fair. <laughs> no, I was not Joe. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you got Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase. Listen, what happened last year in the draft? Joe Burrow basically hand-selected the first-round pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. Worked out pretty dang good. He went and got himself a teammate from LSU. Jamar Chase had one of the greatest rookie receiver receiving seasons of all time. They made the Super Bowl. Why not just, I don't know, let Joe Burrow do it again? Go up, get, um, get uh, Derek Stingley. And like I said, when's the last time he played good? His true freshman season. Who was on the team during his true freshman season? Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. What better way to get this guy motivated? You know, you know, get him in the in the training room, keep him healthy, get him motivated. Uh, he's got all the traits to be a number one cornerback, and you can immediately replace Eli Apple, who's not very good. Um, you know, bring in Derek Stingley. He's that number one corner for you. I just think you know all those LSU guys together. Uh, it's going to be the you know, and, and it is the 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 Cincinnati Bengals which is a tiger the LSU Tigers you know the LSU Bengal Tiger you know it all fits it all fits it just makes sense why not go get you know an uber talented guy and you'd have to trade up to go get him 
Joe, I did see something. The Bengals are getting an indoor practice facility, which would benefit very well. Are they serious? I saw something about it. I think it's true. Let me let me do okay. some research while you talk about your next pick. <laughs> okay, fair. There we go. Let's let's quickly do research after we make the statements. I love that. That's this the average Joe football show, baby. That's what we do on this show. <laughs> That's what we do. We make sure our <laughs> facts are true. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, no. So uh, Derek Stingley Jr. I think that would be awesome. And then. Uh, I was trying to think of teams that we don't talk about very much on the podcast, trying to give them a little love. And I thought of the New York Jets. We don't talk about the New York Jets very much. Who's a dream pick that I'd love to see for them? Another corner. How about Sauce Gardner? Ahmad Sauce Gardner. First of all, Sauce. He goes by Sauce, which is incredible. What an incredible nickname. Um, the Jets have nothing at cornerback. You need to start. You need to build yourself a culture. You need to get yourself a dog. And I love Sauce Gardner's attitude. You know, the whole draft process, he's saying, I'm the best player in the draft. You know, I'm I'm the best corner. I'm going to go down and I'm going to shut down receivers in the NFL. He's got this cockiness, this confidence to him. You know, Jets, go get a guy that can change up the attitude of your defense and just change up the attitude of your team. You know, I think that would be a, a super good pick uh, for the New York Jets. Just go get a guy who can, you know, just just you know bring a little nastiness to 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 that defense that i think already has some pieces on it but definitely lacking corners i like that joe i like that you know bob uh how do you pronounce his last name i butchered it last time sala there we go um you know used to be a defensive coordinator for the niners why not go get you a defensive player that's going to help bulk that defense you know exactly i'm I'm actually going to get you a richard sherman type yeah and i'm expecting zach wilson to have a pretty solid year um, I, after its uh, rookie campaign. So I would love to see that uh, for sure. And also, Bengals are planning on getting an indoor practice facility. It's kind of like no a bubble. No way. It's kind of like a bubble, like the Vikings old stadium, that like white bubbly oh, yeah. deal. Um, so yeah, it is a fact. That's what we do here on the show. We just speak no facts. No way. We just um, speak facts, baby. Yeah. Hashtag facts don't care about your feelings, man. Hashtag <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings. What better way to end the show than with straight facts, Mike? Uh, draft Boom. is coming up next week. Make sure, uh, not next week is a draft, but next week we are having uh, our annual Average Joe Football Show mock draft. But oh, it's yeah. not it's just me this good. time. That's right. It's not just me spitting straight facts, but Mike's going to be on next. We're going to do a little, you know, back and forth mock draft. We're going to do a lot more research on the draft than we have already. Oh, yeah. uh, although I feel like we're borderline experts after today's episode and we hope you guys are Mike, as well. What is it? Mel Kuyper? Mel, Mel. Is it Mel Kuyper? Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Kuyper. We're going to call him Mike Kuyper. All right. And we got, we got Joe yeah, Glazer. Mike Kuyper. I'll be Joe McShay. There you go. Be, yeah, Mike Kuyper and Joe McShay. Uh, uh, absolutely, that's going to be us next week on the episode. But Mike, I don't know if you have anything else you want to you want to you know bring to the forefront before we wrap up this week's episode. You're actually in uh, the episode for the for the for the end of it. You weren't here last week, but I'm giving that's you an right. opportunity here at the end. Tiger Woods has filed entry for the U.S. Open. Joe, this is going to be right. Legendary. You know, back More to the intro time. with golf. Let's go. You Very know, Tiger good. could hardly walk, you know, after the tournament this week and he's <laughs> entered the next the next massive open. Um, so we'll go. see how that plays out. But you know, Tiger's good for the, the sport of golf, so I'm pumped to see it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh listen, Tiger Woods, it's always good to have stars in your league, that's for sure. Also, um, um 
before we end, you know, quick shout out to my Timberwolves and uh, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> um, absolutely killer. Favorite NBA player. You know, his time is now, like he has stated. And, you know, I, I love watching him, man. He's just an absolute did you, monster. Did you see him? Cr- do you see him crying after they after they made it to the playoffs? Dude, dude, <laughs> the man just obliterated his former team in the Clippers. <laughs> called him weak rear ends, if you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, the man's just unstoppable. Oh, man, Patrick Beverly. I always say when I see Patrick Beverly, he looks like he bites. Like, he looks like if you'd get too close to him, he would just bite you right on the arm. Like, he, he's, a, he's a scary, savage man. Uh, but no, like, man, NBA playoffs are coming, man. Yes. Yeah, NBA playoffs are coming. The my Raptors are playing the Sixers. Go Raptors, baby. We the North. Uh, hope, hoping to upset the 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 Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I went to a Raptors game literally just like two weeks ago. So nice. that was really fun. I got to go see Kyle Lowry's return. That was dope. But excited for the NBA playoffs and excited for the NFL draft. Excited oh, yeah. for this podcast mike thanks for joining us again i don't know why you wouldn't join us but just thanks in general for just being this here always the best time you know getting on here absolutely talking with my boy yes man and we're just ta- like we said we're just talking straight facts uh as far as like the audio guys i hope it's not i didn't mess things up too bad this one's going to be a real slobber knocker to uh to to edit for me it's going to be a word a, a challenge um but you know make sure you guys follow us on social media instagram twitter and tiktok mike's rocking the tiktok over there at underscore average joe show uh make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts or spotify give us a five-star rating give us a review be nice um subscribe it just helps us so much if you just subscribe it just automatically downloads it helps us and it helps you it's a win-win uh, and for Mike and for myself, uh, looking forward to the draft season, the, the, the NFL draft coming up. But until then, we will catch you guys on the next one.